Welcome to the Art of Slowing Down to Quantum Leap podcast that I created especially for conscious introvert entrepreneurs. And if you desire to grow and quantum scale without the hustle and are ready to discover the missing pieces to effortlessly running a solar line business, then this is for you. And I'm your host, Annalena Fuchs, a human design and energetic alignment coach. And my mission with this podcast is to provide you with a shortcut to your most aligned path to success and financial freedom using a powerful combination of human design, science, and spirituality. And I myself have shifted from working nine to five to now enjoying the freedom of creating things on my own terms. And I want to help you do the same. so happy to have you listening to another episode and today I have the honor and the pleasure to have a very juicy beautiful conversation with Amy Harper and she is a manifesting generator and she's also a two-form manifesting generator just like me and I had the honor to have uh, to give her a reading a little while ago and it has been quite impactful for her so we want to talk about that a little bit but before we dive into all of this, I want to give you a warm welcome to the episode. So welcome, Amy. How are you today? I'm good. Hello. Thank you very much for introducing me so kindly. Of course. Um, so, Amy, how did you even get to this thing called human design? I'm just curious, like what, what brought this into your life? <clears throat> so human design was something... Um, that uh, found me actually I was to be honest scrolling around TikTok <laughs> as plenty of us people do these days and I was um I was just uh, having this side or this um cute little video about human design and I thought yeah it might sounds interesting might be interesting but I scrolled away anyways so it didn't caught my didn't catch my attention so much and um after quite a while, more and more of those videos um, were finding me. And so I looked it up and it sounded just too complicated for me, to be honest. It sounded like a mixture of astrology and psychology and uh, philosophy and whatever. So I was not keen to go any further with this because it just sounded too complicated. And after quite a while, a friend of mine called me and asked me if I do know human design, if I've ever heard about it. And I said, yeah, sure, I did. Um, but in actuality, I don't want to go and dive deeper there. Um, so we were having a brief conversation about it and it kept up coming to me. So it just started like this, actually. It was kind of the universe like, hello, can I get your attention, please? <laughs> totally like this yeah and um a while down the road i started to look some stuff up but still it was like Neh. it's just too time consuming for me i don't have the time i don't have the energy for this right now and this friend i was mentioning right now gifted me a human design reading with you one day and this is how it started 
Yeah, and that was also such a beautiful synchronicity because I remember how it all came together. And yeah, so I was really excited when we had the reading. So like I said, you're also a tool for manifesting generator. I'm always double excited when I have the honor to do a reading for a person that has a very similar design to what I have, just because I, I know that I can help you so much also from my own experience, right? I can change anybody's life with a human design reading. But when it's so close to how my energy is, I, I'm just like, oh, wow. I get to see myself also in a way, right? Because we have a lot in common. So how was that reading for you? Like what, how changed it your life in a way? It was actually pretty mind-blowing, to be honest. Because <clears throat> when we had our reading, you told me so many things about myself that I of course, already knew, but what was so astonishing to me was that you knew those too. <laughs> so how was that even possible? So I really, you mirrored myself there and I found myself very much so in it. And uh, we were talking about being a manifesting generator. And for instance, what caught my attention in the first place was that you told me, you know, your energy is like all over the place and you like several things and you're so creative and so bubbly and you um, find um, joy in so many different things that being a manifesting generator does not necessarily mean you have to find one profession, for example, and stick to it to the rest of your life because I would be bored to death okay. if I would do so. And so this is, for example, totally me. I have so many different things I'm interested in and I'm constantly learning new things and I'm constantly dipping my toes into new professions, new hobbies, new interests and um, things are growing. So I do not have only this one straight line throughout my life where I'm following some idea I had 25 years ago, mm. but I give myself the permission now due to our reading that I can totally change my opinion from day to day and I can readjust at any time of my lifespan. So this is, for example, something that human design brought to me or our reading brought to me that I'm very, very thankful for because the pressure is gone now, you know? Yeah, <laughs> the pressure. Yeah, this is one of the things I think as manifesting generators, we can come across as the most indecisive humans of all. And especially we both have this, where we have both have an open head and ashna, like this two centers at the top of the body graph, they're white. So we constantly have like so much pressure coming from inspiration and ideas. And, and then we are like, well, it could be this or that, or maybe this, and I don't know. And the thing with the manifesting generator on top of that as well is that when we respond with our sacral, and, and we both, just to, to share with the listeners, like we both have an undefined, um, completely open actually solar plexus. So our decision-making process is this sacral response. So we constantly, you know, we flirt with the universe with life and respond. And what feels good in our belly area that gives us this, uh-huh, like, yeah, this turns me on sound. That's mm -hmm. what we go for. But because we are manifesting generators, sometimes we have the sacral response and we actually have a phase before fully committing to something, even though the sacral responded, we dip our toes into it and we have to test it out. And once we get to the door to do the thing, like we may be like, ah, I'm not feeling it anymore or not yet. So this 
trying it out phase or kind of feeling it out can sometimes take quite some time. And yeah, people can think, ah, she cannot make up her mind or is indecisive. And for me personally, like I really beat myself up for the longest time. Like, oh, I don't know what I want. I cannot make up my mind. And I should be more of a decision quick maker, right? So yeah. it's just like, oh, okay, I can breathe and it's it's okay. And that's just who I am. And there's nothing wrong with me. Like, yay, party time. Yeah, society tells you totally that you're less worth if you don't fulfill your one path in life. So if you are not like going to school going to study and choosing one profession and sticking to it because you need to have family and you need to build a house and you need to do all those things that traditionally we were taught that we have to do and now here comes the manifesting generator around the corner and doesn't <laughs> know what he or she wants um, and it's it's it can be really tough to stand by your own um, by your own feelings then and to say, hey, listen up, I'm, I'm not keen to do that. I don't want to do that. I want to try this and I want to try that. And to even give yourself the permission to take this time because this is, for example, also something that by conditioning, I was not aware of, that I do have time, that I can allow myself to take it mm. and to dip my toe into it. Mm. Yeah, because we have this tendency, oh, I have to go all in, otherwise it's not going to work, or it's a waste of time, or I'm not even going to try it, all these things, yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that. And what, what else is something, or how has your life been different now, now that you know this, now that you, you know, give yourself more the permission to be immersed in many different things without feeling like there's something wrong with you, like, What, what, what other things have shifted in your life? Are there some things that you started to do that before you were like, oh, I shouldn't be doing it because I'm not focused on my one thing otherwise? Intrinsically, it was like a really a 180. So all the things I was beating myself up for in the past, all the things that made me doubt myself, I um, discovered uh, in actuality my strength. Mm -hmm. So it's not to my disadvantage, but it's actually to my advantage. And we are called individuals for a good reason. It's so highly individual that there is no other human being on the planet that can walk in your shoes, for example, or in mine, or in anyone else's. So it's a very individual um, life that we live. And therefore, we are allowed to take very individual um decisions mm. and um, this is something that completely changed like literally everything so I was beating myself up for example that I was telling myself the storyline all over that I'm probably just a quitter I'm like trying this thing and it doesn't work out for me because maybe I don't like it then anymore or the pressure that I have And that I give myself is so high because I want to do this like really, really bad. And I want to be good at it like really, really bad. And what if I fail? And therefore, of course, I do fail. And then I quit this thing. And now it's more so that I just think, oh, I really like this topic. I'm into it. I'm going to start. 
And if it's not working out in the time span that I think it should do, mm. it doesn't mean that I failed. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that I'm a quitter. And looking back on my life also, the interpretation of what's failure and um, what is a win completely changed also mm. because the perspective has shifted. Right. Isn't that powerful? It is. Yeah. So and this is a really good point. So for all manifesting generators, you know, if you feel like your whole life is like trial and error and you feel like you never get anything right or you're not sticking with anything, right? If the manifesting generator would be one of the three of the six profile lines, we would be a three line. So the, the three line in human design is all about experimenting and trying things out. And really, that's what being a manifesting generator is all about. You are here to try things out and you learn what works and you learn what doesn't work. And if you happen to also have a three in your profile line, which um, uh, you and I, we don't actually have, we are two, four profiles, right? Yeah. Yeah, but there are lots of people that have or in, in some of the other planets you have a lot of three-line energy there so then it may be even stronger right or, or for you for example you have the the gate 28 i think in your chart which is all about adventure and challenge right and again it's this is this energy of trying things out and yeah and the old context and our conditioning is like oh we failed we didn't get it right the first time But hey, what if we are really here to share with the world, like, well, we have tried it out and telling you it doesn't work, or we, we can share our stories and actually can, can help people, yeah, learn from our experiences so they can avoid certain things. How awesome is that, right? And we become really wise through all the things that we have experienced and, and we always learn something, right? Definitely. New pathways are always rocky. And um, as Manifesting generators, and I think you can you can say that's absolutely just like this. Um, we have so much energy when we focus on the thing that we really love, that really makes us thrive, that we are really feeling into it and leaning into it. And like, I'm so drawn to that topic. I can work on this for hours and hours. It's like really a hyper focus we develop in there, such as a person who might have ADHD or something. And... I thought to myself the other day, maybe ADHD isn't even that much of a thing. Maybe those people are just manifesting. <laughs> I mean, it is a very typical, very typical. Um, like I always when I say I'm, I'm not making any medical diagnosis. No, definitely not. Definitely. But when you read about, especially when you have kids as well that are manifesting generators, yeah. right? Because it's this like, they need to be busy and they need to start the pain party and then move to the next and then they fly on to the next and it's sometimes like you know it's like it's really messy but they need it they have this this power and this creativity with them within them and when they do something that really is fun for them they are this bundle of energy and you're like where do they even have this energy from right and it continues on again, like I was just saying, as adults, right, where we, when we do something that we really love, mm -hmm. it's like when kids play, I mean, we have so much energy, and I know for myself, I can forget to eat and everything when I'm so immersed. Totally. Time flies and stands still at the same time, so we are mm -hmm. skipping some steps to 
get to the point where you want to be actually so it's like you told me that we're called time benders yeah well. exactly in quantum that's computing point, that's a weird thing. Mm -hmm. yeah and that's that also has it always has two flip sides right talk let's talk about mm -hmm. polarities right every energy we have in this human experience has always like a lower expression and like a higher frequency and for for that with you know we are here to actually skip steps and find shortcuts for humanity sometimes this can look like oh i didn't read the question so my answer in the exam was wrong because i didn't take the time like i flipped over right or sometimes and i know this for myself um i feel so much pressure to get something done and i, I rush it and then i make mistakes and I push through something, even though, you know, I know intuitively it's time to rest, but I push against it. And then mm -hmm. I create mistakes and then I get really frustrated and angry, which it's <laughs> like the not small theme of a manifesting generator. Um, and then I, I actually, because I was moving too fast, I have to redo all this stuff. And in the end, it takes more time. But when it comes out of flow and following my sacral and trusting the intuition and, and taking those aligned actions, we really, we accelerate, like, for example, this, this whole journey of loving ourselves, right? I think we're all on that. And for me, human design is, is really a tool to love yourself more, to be more compassionate with yourself and others. And I mean, that's a whole journey. And also this whole inner work, we call it in human design, the deconditioning, right? Where we change our beliefs and let go of things from the past that are not serving us. I have found that human design is actually this tool to find a shortcut to this. It's not like we cannot go around it and make it go away, right? But when people learn about the human design, like Amy was saying, you know, some of the things that you thought were wrong about you, you're now turning into your superpowers. So like, oh, this is actually my power, my strength. This is not like a disadvantage I have, or this is not something I even need to work on, right? Because I feel like when we don't give ourselves permission to be who we really are, like being a multi-passionate manifesting generator that actually thrives and gets, you know, more done in this lifetime and the world for the greater good of humanity, when you allow yourself to immerse yourself here and then you stop and then you go here and then here and we're really going with where we really want to be and what lights us up so in the old like without knowing about human design we are in the societal conditioning like yeah but you should pick one thing and you should make up your mind and you should stick with that right because mm. as a society and this is not we cannot blame anybody for this, right? This is how we all grew up. This is something our parents learned and our grandparents learned. Um, and nobody means bad by saying that to their kids, like, oh, just pick a career that makes good money. You know, we don't learn in school, like, oh, do what feels good to you. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no, not yet, at least. <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen with more awareness? But yeah, absolutely right. I feel totally what you're saying. I think um, self-love is like really a lifelong journey and it's never going to stop. So the expectation to learn how to love yourself within two or three or even a span of five years is just, it's just untrue. It can't be because we all learn things constantly throughout our lives. And I had the same experience with human design as you. And I like to have 
like this picture of a pendulum. And um, the middle of it, where the pendulum stands still, so to say, is um, the goal of the self-love. And human design slowed this pendulum of mine down, like literally from the good and the bad side. So mm. the pendulum was moving and I was having this super severe self-doubts, um, anxiety, like really, oh my God, I can't make it in life. And this negative self-talk overall. And of course, on the other side of the pendulum, um, I had those tremendously good experiences in my life as well, where I had like really accomplished something and I felt good about myself, or maybe I was in love in a very good relationship mm -hmm. or whatever it was that made me feel good. But the pendulum inevitably will lean back towards the other side. And when you have this momentum going and you learn about HD and human design, it really slows this pendulum down, which doesn't make you feel less, but it makes it more bearable for you. Yeah, and more, more like more harmony, more peaceful, right? Totally. And you gain a little bit more control over the things that you feel because what the heart and the sacral feels and what the mind talks and speaks to you are two different things at times. Yeah, 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 the head is not here. Yeah, this is what my favorite sentence of yours. Would you want to say it or can I repeat it? No, you say it, yeah. So your head is not here to make decisions. Your head is here to ask questions, mm -hmm. right? And I thought that was so beautiful because this was like the headline of our reading. And I, I have forgotten about my, my sacred power, to be honest. Every decision that I made in, throughout my entire life, which I had made with my sacred, with my gut feeling, was always a very, very good decision for me. Mm -hmm. But most of the times I kept asking about different things and my head intervened and said, no, 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 because we are conditioned to make our decisions this way and not within our gut feelings. Mm. So we will make those decisions with our mind. Mm. And I failed with that. So it's not good. And I remind myself of the sentence very often on a daily basis, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. No, and this is really, it sounds so simple, right? Oh yeah, just don't make your decisions with your mind. Of course, like our mind has a power of choice. Right, our mind, our mind is brilliant. Like I have the choice, I can make the choice with my conscious mind to choose to trust my sacral, like mm -hmm. my gut feeling, my intuition, or I can choose to yeah, do what my mind thinks I should do and is trying to analyze and rationalize and what makes more sense, right? What is because we always like as humans, we want things to be predictable. And that is the one thing that just doesn't exist, to be honest, right? I mean, sorry, but nothing in life is ever like, we don't know anything that's going to happen in the next minute in the future, right? And mm -hmm. we always need this sense of certainty. When we can allow ourselves to surrender into the unknown, that's when you open yourself up to possibilities that you didn't even think in your wildest dreams could happen, like this amazing, magical stuff, right? And um, for me, really what has happened, like since... I have been more listening to my cycle. Of course, we always work in progress, right? There's still moments where I get caught up in my head as well. But when I follow my safe goal, like life is just this 
beautiful dance of synchronicities all around. You know, the things you need, they pop up, things magically work out. All of a sudden an appointment gets shifted because it didn't, all of a sudden it didn't feel good anymore to have it at that time. I don't even have to do anything. I just get a call like, oh, I had to change it. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Like everything just magically rearranges so that you get to be in the flow and can do the things that feel right and aligned for you, right? In theory, this sounds oh so beautiful. And I bet so many people out there think, oh, I want that too. But in actuality, applicable, how do you do this? So I asked myself this question Mm -hmm. when I learned about human design, when I had my experiences, when I was reading about manifestations, for example, or when I was reading how our mind works, um, when I was contemplating about what the heck is going on with my sacral. (laughs) So, and um, what I found as a good tool for myself was the body response. So to feel into your body, how does this situation, this particular situation, which I find myself in now, how does my body respond to it? What do I feel? Where do I feel it? And not to try to neglect that feeling, but to feel it actually really through, even if it's unpleasant. Mm -hmm. I mean, no one likes sadness or anger or low vibrational feelings, but we need to feel them to get through those, to get into a higher vibration. Because most of the times, from my personal experience, I don't know how it is for you, but most of the times, the anticipation of a situation and the anticipation of a feeling is so, so much worse than the feeling itself, actually. Yeah, yeah. No, that's actually absolutely the whole deconditioning work is about that, right? Like, Mm. we have these big fears, right? What we Mm -hmm. really Uh, scared of is the feeling itself nothing else Mm. and then we try to avoid it in the moment but when we actually feel the discomfort in the moment and then we oh we still survived it's okay I can just feel the sadness and it goes actually way pretty quick and now I get to feel amazing but when we suppress the sadness we keep pushing it away and that's a beautiful quote from Carl Jung it's something about like you know, um, emotions never die. They just become stronger over time. So if we keep suppressing and suppressing and suppressing, it will just come out stronger later on because emotions by nature, all they want is to be felt, right? Mm-hmm. And our society has taught us, you know, we got to be happy, we got to smile. It's not okay to be sad. It's not okay to cry, no matter what your gender is, right? So, um, and we, we have started to judge ourselves, right? Like, True. When you have like a like a low day, are you judging yourself? I used to for the longest time. I still catch mm-hmm. myself sometimes. Absolutely. You know, and it's, it's a, yeah, and it's the biggest game changer when you can just say, yeah, I just have a shitty day today. I have a low day today, and that's okay. And a game changer also also is I allow myself to feel shitty and to stay in bed for the next two hours I don't want to stand up I don't want to get up and do my chores around the house I feel shitty today and I allow myself to feel those feelings yeah yeah that's really and the next day it's going to be better exactly right because we're not resisting what is we're just in acceptance and and that's also with now putting the picture back to human design so you being a manifesting generator like 
it's an awareness tool, right? Like once we had the reading, you had this like, oh, this is all like real. Like I can actually trust myself. Like you were saying, like, how does she know all about this? <laughs> I'm supposed that's my secret. <laughs> Literally. Um, like this. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I have this, I have this so many times people have told me like, I was shocked. You, how do you know what my biggest fear is? This is scary. Mm-hmm. Like, you just described mm-hmm. my life in two minutes. Like it took me mm-hmm. life to figure out. And like, it can be so helpful and so relieving for people that number one, there's nothing wrong with you. And it gets you out of this resisting of who you really are when you can accept. So acceptance is really, I was, this is my favorite sentence of all time. What you resist persists. And what you accept has a capacity to change. So for me, human design is this amazing awareness to like, you know, people like see this, they get it, they understand it on a cellular level and like, oh, I just have to accept myself. I have to stop fighting who I am. And I'm actually meant to be different than everybody else, right? Because like even kids, I hear kids say so much like, and I'm probably was the same when I was growing up, like, yeah, but I don't want to be different. I want to, you know, belong to the crowd. Mm. Like, mm. and I, I started to ask now, so I was like, do you really want to be the same like everybody else? Like, we don't even like think properly about it, what that really would mean. If we are all the same, we would all have the same job. We would all look the same. I mean, we would live in a society of robots, right? It's like boredom by the power of a million. <laughs> So yeah, children, children want to fit in. First of all, they need to fit in when they are very little because without fitting in into the family group, there's no survive yeah. for them, no surviving. And um, but when they are grow growing older and become teenagers, of course they will start to discover their individuality. But there's still this this old. It's just a layer they need to shed. So it's maybe something that they drag into their teenage years this need to fit in because of survival mechanisms mm. and the development of own characteristics or the unlayering of those in actuality yeah, which it yeah exactly. so um, this might be just such a transition phase in between yeah and I, I find it now being a mom today like I find it so helpful just to also help our children because human design is actually meant for the kids because the earlier we know this right when we know, when we have kids that, okay, also kids are not all the same, right? If somebody is a manifester, a manifesting generator, projector, reflector, generator, they will be showing up differently in the world. And then also everybody's unique anyways, right? But the more we give ourselves permission as parents to be ourselves, then we also give our children to be permission to do and go for what's what feels right and I think we see this now more and more in the world right like the younger generations they just go for these careers that we would think are totally irrational when we were growing up and you know it all works out when you like we either say like follow your heart or whatever your human design area in the body as far as the gut being a generator type right and Mm. that's kind of how we can tap into the yeah, just a beautiful life path that is actually meant to be for you because we are all meant to live a beautiful, fulfilling and abundant life so that you can get to that. There's a reason you have desires in your heart, you know, not because like, who are you to want all of this? 
You have desire. Is it all narrative, actually? Who are you to want those things? Yeah, we could do another episode about that, right? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's absolutely for sure. Everything you say. And after our, our reading, which we had, um, one of my first impulses was also to look up my, the human design chart of my children, mm. because I find that so helpful. Like really also parenting in a way changed because I feel I can understand way more what's happening in the dynamic also, because I know my chart, I know their charts. So mm -hmm. I can understand some dynamics which I wasn't capable of understanding before. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's very helpful. It is for all areas in life. Like you said, it's mind-blowing, right? Yeah. So, Amy, I have one more question for you. So if somebody, you know, has heard about human design, just like you did a while ago, and they feel also a little bit overwhelmed, they don't really know where to start, they may be contemplating, oh, maybe I'm going to get a reading or maybe not. Like, what is one piece of advice or from your experience that you would want to let them know? So the most significant um, piece of advice or uh, information that I would share with them would be the thing I said initially, that by looking into your human design chart and by really diving deep into yourself, you recognize that your biggest fears and believed inabilities that you have in your opinion are in actuality your biggest strengths. Yeah. And you withhold there the most power you have. So from the, I am so unable to choose as a manifesting generator, which I don't know that I am now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so overwhelmed by everything. Um, becomes a, what a beautiful thing to have so many opportunities by my own design. Mm. Like it's crazy. It's such a game changer. It is. I love it. Thank you so much for being here with me and sharing so much beautiful insight with everybody. And I hope it did inspire you, whoever it is that is listening here. And if you feel called or inspired to dive deeper into human design, always feel free to reach out. I'm going to post a couple of links in the show notes, how you can reach out. Maybe you want to go and have a reading. Maybe you want to take a course. We also have a human design certification at the Aligned Living Academy. Um, but really trust, trust your heart, trust your instincts. You know, when you do that, you will really get those answers that you are looking for. So thank you for listening. Thank you, Amy, again. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And I look forward to being with you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, then please subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. And if you also know someone that you know in your heart could benefit from listening to this podcast, then I invite you to please share and help me reach more conscious leaders so we together can create global impact. I truly appreciate you and see you next time.